Hello, everyone, and welcome to People Who Are Somehow Important to My Well-Being, the podcast. I'm Sydney, and I'm the host and the creator of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Alana Pollard, who was recently seen on the Jagged Little Pill National Tour in the Ensemble and also understudied Joe and Bella. Hi, how's it going? I'm good. So nice to finally meet you. (laughs) I know, like via Zoom, but it's great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back home in Gainesville and it's been great so far, like a couple of weeks um, unemployed, which feels really weird, but it's a nice break. It feels good to see family and like reconnect and kind of just be back with my people. And it's, it feels like home. It's nice. It's very good. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm rebalancing and re readjusting. Good. You needed that. It's a different beast being on tour. I'm sure I've been telling people like kind of why I brought them here and how they're important to my well being. hence the name. So I, brought you here because obviously I was introduced to you through Jagged even though I never actually got to meet you in person but you stood out to me in such a good way like I could see how talented you were I wanted to talk to you more plus I wanted to bring you on here to hear more about kind of who you are and your experience as a performer so yeah welcome thank you thanks so much Sydney so I guess like first off walk me through kind of how you got into performing oh gosh well I grew up dancing my grandma put me into dance classes at the age of three so I kept on dancing I begged to be in jazz classes so that got me into dancing a little bit more um, I guess with expression and I figured along the way I figured out that dance was like my I don't know my opportunity to express myself like fully and so I was going to Catholic school at the time through elementary school and I was about to go into a Catholic high school and I begged my grandma to let me apply to the magnet program at the public high school because I knew that their musical theater was better like more substantial and I always wanted to do a musical so went got into the magnet program then I started competing with like thespians there they did Florida thespians and we like for some reason I I was in the group number and we did 21 guns from Green Day's American Idiot and we won the competition and I was like this is an amazing feeling and I was like performing alone I mean the fact that we're singing and dancing and acting I just felt like so alive like in a way that I didn't feel with dance necessarily because I was dancing and I was acting but I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to like share my voice so I started taking voice lessons and I just got really into it and by the time I was a junior I remember being in this really hard chemistry class and thinking I was going to be a chemist and yikes (laughs) I just thought I just remember thinking like I don't think I can even get through this year and like complete this course is this really what I want to do and then I started researching what does a chemist what are jobs uh for a chemist and you didn't uh, even know but you knew (laughs) you wanted to do something (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I didn't even know what it was and um that I could do because I didn't know that you could make a living being a performer. And so I talked to my drama teacher at the time and she was like, yeah, Alana, like you're so talented. You should look into colleges. I think you could go to college for this. And I was like, there are musical theater programs. <laughs> that sounds like a joke. Right. But it, it turned out to be real. And I made a list of I think it was 15 colleges I wanted to go to. I ended up applying to 13 and my high school drama teacher took me to Chicago Unifieds to audition. That was kind of like, it gave me such a boost of confidence that I was like getting into these schools and I was like, oh great, like I'm going to go to FSU. And (laughs) yeah, I was going to go to FSU. I had accepted their offer. I had picked a roommate. I had put a 
Oz it down. And then at the last, at the 11th hour, Michigan calls me. I had just come, I was at the gym. And right when I got home, my home phone at my grandma's house gets a- Not the home phone. At the home phone, I get a call from Michigan University. Oh my God. And it's like four o'clock, three, three thirty, four o'clock. And it's Laura Hoffman. She told me that I got into the University of Michigan. And I was literally like, what? Like, nah, and I have to go. I have to go. And she was like, Alana, I don't know how we can afford this. You really want to go to Michigan where it's freezing cold? Like, and I was like, listen, this is the best musical theater program in the country. If they want me, I have to go. And exactly. so eventually they like, it was my, it was my dream, but I also, I put it at the top of my list. But I always kind of thought that I was going to go to FSU or UF. Like, FSU still is a good program. It's an amazing program. Like, I was so excited to go. I had friends, but they have a very small program too. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, they accept like seven people. It was like, once I found out I could afford to go because they were going to give me a a substantial financial Mm -hmm. package, I like went uh, to the accepted students and I met all the people who were accepted. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I have to go. It was just, I fell in love and it was a really great four years. The last year and a half was, was tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think in, in high school, I was really into choreography. I, through college I was too but I really um since I had the dance background I was able to like be a leader in the high in in the theater space so I gave me you know I had a lot to do and felt like really at home in theater club and I really appreciate my high school drama teacher telling me you know this is a viable option for you like I believe in you we all believe in you and it really took someone telling like holding my hand and like guiding me through it that's crazy that like years before that that was never even like a thought in the back of your mind no I I went I went to see Wicked. I went to see Mary Poppins. And I just, I don't know what I assumed, but I just thought that people like grew up in New York and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, like maybe grandfathered into. That's <laughs> how it works in other places. So. Right. Right. <laughs> You're right to think that. Yeah. That's crazy. But I'm glad it all worked out for you. Go green. <laughs> yeah, go green. Wow. Uh, she said it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have no. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what was it like going to East Lansing for you? It was really nice. Um, I just loved being back in Michigan and like the cold actually felt really nice. I, uh, I the one from Florida. <laughs> I know. Well, it's blistering hot here right now. It just made me feel like back at home, like in a way, like I love this negative too right now. That is unacceptable. No, no. <laughs> walking to class and that my classes were like 30 minutes away from my house and most of the time my roommates were like a 30 minute walk most of the time my roommates were in classes like at the same time so I had to walk or wait and take the bus which would just like take me longer yeah the cold was not not that fun but I'm like immune like I've grown up here live here but it makes you stronger it makes you tougher as a person like I think the first my first semester at Michigan when it started, like there was a blizzard. I was on the bus with my roommate and I was like, I should have gone to FSU. <laughs> and because it, it is, it's unbearable the first time you. It's literally a, like a culture shock. Like, yeah. If I was any younger, like if I had, if I was a freshman or a sophomore, I probably would have taken that year off. Doing classes online, like over Zoom when 
my roommates like there are people in the same building as me like I'm literally watching them in the same apartment building or like across the street it was really we all lived in the same neighborhood you all live you lived with all like musical theater people yeah like my roommate uh was my was in my um class like most of the people in the building were in my class like we had to do these voice lessons and do everything in our rooms (laughs) it was crazy I was taking I was taking ballet in my living room God, (laughs) like it was crazy I got a lot out of it still I think it changed us in good ways as well as the bad ways but Mm -hmm. I had too much free time that was the problem is now I had no extracurriculars I wasn't doing anything at night like and I'm someone who when I I have to be doing something all the time like I'm a very productive I feel that oriented person like so it was so hard like being home and like for the for after my like yeah the junior year we all went home like March 2020 yeah but then when we we all decided most of us decided in my class to come back and be in Ann Arbor for our final year which I saw the senior entrance yeah yeah (laughs) we had to do it we had to do it my um, roommate was, uh, well, she still is obsessed with them. Like we would be like sitting on our front porch doing work outside and she would just like turn on a random year and start singing along. <laughs> That's awesome. What was your like audition process like? How did your role come to be? It's a good question. That? It was like, it was a lot of moving parts because when I first auditioned, it was after I had graduated, I made a tape for the Broadway production. And I didn't hear anything after that. I booked I I had agents and one of my agents who retired um, actually later that year, he was like, what is the show that you want to be in right now? Like, what what is it? I was like, Jagged Little Pill. And he was like, all right, let's do it. Like, we're working on it. So he so we got an audition eventually for that. And I didn't hear anything. And then they closed. Didn't and they close in like December 2021? Yeah, it was so quick. And it was so sad. Um, they just reopened too. I remember that. They had just reopened. So I was like, okay. And then they randomly, I think it was in maybe February, uh, my agent was like, they're going to take a look at your tapes again. And I was like, I should retape them. Like, they're probably really bad. Like, <laughs> They didn't like them then. Like, why would they like them now? So that actually, it worked out for me. And I got called into a dance call for Joe and all Joes were there. And so we worked with the uh, assistant choreographer, Mark Kimmelman. And it was like, I had never gone to an audition ever in my life that that I felt so at home. And because everybody there was so in it and so alive. Like sometimes you go to these auditions and half the people like they're just killer and they're amazing. But half of them are like, I'm yeah, I don't know if I should be here. Like, let me stand in the back. Like everybody here was like in the game. And there wasn't a lot of us. It was like 12 people. So you weren't, you know, you weren't overwhelmed. When was this? That was probably in March of 22. And so I waited a few weeks and came back in and did, I think, another dance call. I think I might have got them mixed up. But at that time, I came back and then they asked me to do Bella material as well. So I was going in thinking they're going to, you know, hire me as Joe or Bella. Okay, Mm -hmm. like figure out how to handle that, you know, as a (laughs) non-binary person, like 
right representing both of these two like opposites right so that was difficult but the music director Matt Dobler worked with me on a few other things in that um music it wasn't really a work like a music session but it made me feel really good that people were interested in me and like saw that I had potential or something and I really wanted a job so I put the pieces together that I might be so I waited a few weeks it was like a month and then I'm asking my agent every week do we hear anything he's like you're still in the mix. You're still in the mix. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Like in the mix for what? Because at this point I've done Joe, Bella, dance calls. I've read for the coffee moms. (laughs) I was all these things. And I was like, I, I'm just, what am I even in for? (laughs) And then I got a contract and it was to be in the ensemble covering Joe and Bella. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, absolutely. So I was so excited. We started rehearsals end of July and they actually didn't tell us our like ensemble roles until we got there. So I didn't know I was playing Kelsey or covering two other ensemble tracks until what I ensemble got tracks did you cover? I covered Lily, um, Lily Denise. Delaney's oh, okay. Track. That's Delaney's track. And then um, MJ Avatar, Jenna's track. Right, right, right. right. So and picture you flying over that couch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it was crazy. I, I, I didn't know if I could do it. I was really scared. I was asking questions way too early. Like it was rehearsals and I was like asking, they were still blocking and everything, but we had to learn dances. So I couldn't get the information right away about Bella and Joe until weeks later. But you knew that you were understudying them, right? I knew I was understudying them. Got it. But I I was like, how am I supposed to know all of this? Like, what if these people call? And it wasn't, it was like, maybe we went by two months before somebody called out. Wow. I will say I have, this cast is, I mean, from what I've seen, pretty consistent. Like the two times I saw it in East Lansing, no one called out. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it was the best scenario for me to learn for other tracks because I had plenty of time. I had plenty of rehearsals. Right. It wasn't right. even until I think April um, I did Jenna's track. It wasn't until February that I did Delaney's track. Yeah. I did Joe pretty early on because Jade got COVID. Mm-hmm. I didn't do Bella until like a week ago. <laughs> yeah (laughs) but you did great as Bella from the little one minute clip that I saw so thank you it was a long time coming I had plenty of time to prepare so luckily I knew what I was doing but I still had so many so many nerves it was pretty crazy I'm sure most places did you fly or did you like bus if if it was close enough I guess we we mostly flew but we actually had like one of the last travel days we had we drove from Canada to somewhere to New York, somewhere in New York. Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. So that was really, that was the best travel day ever. We got to go to Niagara Falls. It was just a beautiful day. Like, have you ever been there to Niagara Falls? I've never been there. It was really cool. I was like, why can't all travel days be like this? Were you on the New York side or the Canada side? We did both. I wanted to ask you, I was thinking of this the other day. When you would go to different places, would it feel like a vacation or would it be like, I know I'm free during the day and then I work and I you know like would it become your new reality or would it be like oh let's go explore you know that's such a good question that's exactly like how I explain it to people now because I think while I was there I didn't understand why I wasn't having as much fun as I should because people would be like you live in a hotel and you and you eat out all day you know for every meal like that sounds like the life and I'd be like well no I'm at work 
Right. Like, and I'm one of the, I'm that person too. Like I had asked so many people, like, what's your number one advice for being on tour? And they'd be like, save your money. <laughs> you do not need a souvenir from every place. <laughs> You know, and I would buy a souvenir from everybody. And so I, I, I was like really taking that to heart, and I wanted to stay in my per diem, like only use my per diem money. Often I would just, it would never feel like a vacation unless we were somewhere for two weeks or more, because that Monday we would have the whole day right. off. And then I'd get to do something fun. But right. most of the time I was so burnt out from traveling that I would have to like either get groceries or like I would have to just do like really minimal things so I could take care of my energy because I had to do a three hour show that night. I'm eating dinner at 11 p.m. after a show. Like it's it's a very weird schedule to get accustomed to. And um, I didn't feel the healthiest all the time. And so I I tended to, I would, we would do fun things and we would explore, but I had to be very careful about my energy because I know I'm someone who really wants to do well at every performance. And if I spent too long in the sun or I, you know, exerted all my energy during the day, um, my cup would be empty by by the time the show started. So when I was in Tampa, those were really hard shows, but I had adrenaline because I was like, this is my place. Like I'm here. I'm like, because actually I didn't, I didn't talk about this, but when I was in Tampa, like at the Strass Center, that's where the state thespian competitions were. Mm. And so I had watched people perform on that stage and like lived in that theater for four years kind of at this competition. And then I, now I'm performing every night on the stage. That I do. Yeah, like, and so to me, I was like, I have to live out every single performance, no matter how tired I was. And um, that's kind of the struggle of tour is you're on adrenaline. A lot of the time it's high cortisol. It's it's like if you're too tired, your adrenaline will kick in and then you will feel so empty the next day. So you take the full like 10, 11 hours before the show to like rest and recoup. Right, right. Oh, it's 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 odd. And it's a little bit um isolating. I'm like, I'm sure because you're also I'm going to see you guys tonight. Like at the theater. Like, right, right. I work with you guys. Like, I would go to the gym and, like, I wake up really late. Like, some of my friends, they wake up 10 a.m. I had to sleep into at least 11. If I'm eating at 11 p.m., I'm not going to sleep till one. Right. And then I'm waking up at 11. Like, I don't eat at 11 p.m. and I still go to bed at one and wake <laughs> up at 11. So, we're young though. So, it's okay. I wanted to ask you. So, you talked a little bit about understudying Bella and Joe and you when did you make you made your Joe debut like pretty early on right I think it was in October we were in San Francisco how did that feel finally stepping into this role that like you wanted to play it was really scary it was really scary because the way it happened I hadn't had a put-in yet and I never got one so my put-in was doing the show so the first time I did it I was just trying to like be correct, you know? And then the next couple times I was able to like have fun and be free, more free, but me being in the show, like as in the ensemble, I, I sang more than the princess, you know? And so when I got to do it, I had to like really preserve my voice and make sure that I was singing so I could continue to do it. I was thinking I was juggling a lot of balls as far as that's concerned. And also I had a weird um, experience because you have, I would hear Jade talking about the imposter syndrome because of Lauren Patton and like just following that legacy, like how hard that was. And I didn't really understand what that meant until I did it and had that weird out of body experience right. after you 
know when nobody's standing and you're like, I just gave so much. Like I just, right. I've been caring for this for so long right. and I just put myself I made myself so vulnerable and in your head, it's not like the applause isn't enough. Like it's not, um, right. firm. it's weird. It was a weird experience. Well, I did see, I th- I told you this. I saw the slime tutorial. It's still up of you. <laughs> it's like the first time I went on and I didn't do. It was so good. Thank you. I, I like when I first saw that and, and Jade showed me, I was like, this is so embarrassing because I felt like I had figured out how to do more with it after. But at that time, when you've done it for the, when you're doing it for the first time, I don't think you're expecting anybody to video right. it. So. And in the comments, if you look like everyone's trying to decide who it is. I know. It's really funny to read. So like that ain't Jade, but okay. I know someone was <laughs> like, Jade wears this color hat. <laughs> Literally, literally, Alana wears the beanie and Jade doesn't wear the beanie and um, <laughs> Sid, Sid has short hair. So <laughs> I I really tossed and turned about leaving and whether or not, you know, it was time for me. And I think for me, I, I decided that I could grow anywhere and I came and did what I wanted to do. It's sad. And I feel like people don't always understand like, oh, you had this dream to do this. Like now all that that's changed and, and it hasn't changed. It's just I've I've done it. Right. Now I want to seek the next novel experience. Right. You crossed that big thing off your bucket list. Right. Absolutely. Um, I'm really proud of myself. I'll tell you a quick story. I, when I saw Jagged in Detroit, it was like right after the shooting happened at Michigan State. And so I was home. I think I told you that though. Like I was home and then I wasn't going to like go out of my way to see it, but like it worked out. I was home. And so I was at the stage door and I was like meeting everyone, whatever. Um, Not you. And, you know, I was talking to like a bunch of people and then I was leaving and I had already talked to Dylan and Delaney. They had like walked around the corner and then I saw Delaney was wearing like it was either like hot pink or purple jacket or something. And so it was easy to spot. And so a bunch of people, including Delaney, were like around the corner. And I see Dylan talking to someone and like Delaney's in the conversation. I'm like, hello, like, because they're so important. Like, why are they still here? Like, whatever. And then like, keep in mind, it's like still like two degrees. My friend and I like around the corner and I'm like, oh my God, that's Antonio Cipriano. He was talking to Dylan and then he was talking to Rishi and I was like, what is this that I'm with? Thing. like oh my gosh and so I like patiently stood there like awkwardly and waited for them all to be done talking and I went up to Antonio and I was like hi I'm a big fan of yours like basically <laughs> we were just talking and I was like I never would have thought that you would be here like home he signed my playbill and then Rishi came over and he was like yo like this is my man Rishi like he's the real phoenix you should have him sign your playbill and I was like he already did um but I asked him <laughs> photo and so we took a picture and he was like hey you know what would be like really iconic like take a picture with the two of us and he made me take a picture with him and Rishi and so I'm just like that's amazing I'll send you it but I'm like hi like just like sandwiched (laughs) in the middle and Antonio Cipriano asked me for a photo please did you get to meet him when he was there he was around so many people I couldn't believe that so many people came up to see him after the show and he didn't go up to see them I waited in the car for all my friends to be done talking to him and then I had to drive them back well because to me I'm like after after a show like it's I'm ready to go (laughs) I could imagine I also don't enjoy when we know who's in the audience like if it's like somebody who was in the show or like Alanis or like 
yeah like a celebrity I could not imagine when you guys were at Pantages Jojo Siwa was there like I can't do that like I I hate knowing that I'm performing in a different way for people like it it jagged is just not that kind of show kind of already talked about this but what are you up to now what's life looking like for you I know you said that you're home but anything in the works (laughs) oh my god I wish I wish I was really going in for um this new musical that's coming they're doing workshops in a couple weeks I had callbacks for that and I was really going in but it didn't work out for me this time they said that they would take a look at me again in the future probably when they transferred or or when they open on Broadway I'm I'm hoping that they (laughs) abide by their word and reconsider me in the future so yeah I'm I'm really hoping that that works out for me because it's gonna be a really great show one last thing for anyone listening where can they find you on social media oh you can find me on instagram at it's lana what up lana what up <laughs> it's lana what up and um tiktok i think is lana tello with three l's well it was so nice to actually get to talk to you and meet you, you thanks we'll again Sam. that's all for this week's episode of people who are somehow important to my well-being make sure you follow at important to my well-being pod on instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast